Chapter One. In the vortex that lies beyond time and space tumbled a police box that was not a police box. The control room was empty. It was a spacious, brightly lit chamber. It alone was too big to have fitted into the battered exterior of the police box, and doors and passageways leading from it hinted at more inexplicable volumes beyond. Inset multicolored roundels pleasingly adorned the walls. A central console dominated the room, a hexagonal platform encrusted with switches, dials, monitor screens, and levers, with a translucent cylinder standing motionless at the console's heart. The room was silent, save for a hum of unseen engines. And on the gleaming floor, in one corner, lay two modest musical instruments a wooden recorder and a bagpipe's practiced chanter. Beside them was an elderly hardback book, the reader's place carefully marked with a sliver of plastic. Its title was Brave New World, the author Aldous Huxley. Abruptly, the console's central cylinder began to rise and fall, and a strange sound rent the air, a rhythmic, metallic wheezing. Distracted from their different pursuits, the ship's three crew hurried towards the control room. Zoe Harriet was first to arrive. She was a short, compact young woman with her hair cut in a neat bob. She had an open, pixie-like face, and when she was in the mood, an infectious smile. She wore a jumpsuit from her own era, the latter half of the 21st century, comfortable but form-fitting, panelled with pastel colours. She glanced around the control room and spotted the book on the floor, the latest she had borrowed from the ship's chaotic library. Once she had worked as a librarian and had fallen in love with books. Since joining the crew of the TARDIS, she had become fascinated by history, or rather, she had joined the crew to discover history and the wider universe. And she was intrigued by books like this, speculations about the future by a man who had become a historical figure in his own right. Jamie hurried in moments later. Oh, what, no! James Robert McCrimmon, brawny, strong-featured, wore the kilt and shirt with lace-up throat and cuffs that characterised his own origins in the Scotland of the 18th century. The effect was spoiled only a little by the pair of roomy carpet slippers on his feet. They both knew what the column's motion signified, the robotic grinding. This boat's landing, said Jamie. As Zoe opened her mouth to reply,